mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey guys, welcome back to Marriage and Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hello. Do you want to explain to everybody why I'm not on the conversation or was not allowed to be part of the conversation? Well, first of all, <laughs> this is your first day off in like a month. Yeah. So you haven't been around. Yeah, but for this one, I kind of wanted to run home real quick and record with you guys. You did? I don't know. The topic was kind of fun. <laughs> so I, maybe I could contribute a little bit to that. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> well, I was going to say, mm, people people might end up saying, oh, well, why don't you have a dad shaming one? And I'm like, have you ever felt dad shamed before? I didn't even know what that means. Right. Well, it does it? It's not even a thing. Yeah. And it's not even a thing because I, I don't know. Have you ever felt judged by another dad? No. Right. No. And I, you, I was completely kidding about being able to contribute to a mom shaming episode. I don't well, know you how probably, much I could. Maybe you can think of times that I've been mom shamed. Uh, yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to think about it, I think, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think you're a good mom. Well, well thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean by you. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I don't think I've ever shamed anybody for anything. Like, you're just the most non-judgmental I hope so. No, you really are. It's actually kind of annoying. Sorry about that. No, I mean, it's really good and we should all be like that. But sometimes when, you know, when I want to like not shame anybody, but when I want to like, you know, even talk about celebrity gossip or anything, you're sort of like, what? what? Like you could care less. I could care less. You could care less. Yes. Uh, But this was a really important topic for me and also for Tara, who I had on, who is Modern Mom Problems, uh, Modern Mom Probs, I should say, is what her uh, Instagram account is. Um, because we get it, we talk about it, the fact that we get it from all different angles because we are both moms in real life. And we also have these platforms, these accounts where moms come together and commiserate and we try to make it a really positive place, but it's hard to do on Instagram to never have any negativity. So we talk a lot about that. And there was a, a specific post that we both made uh, last week that we that I texted her and I was like, do you want to come over and talk about this with me on the podcast? And she was like, yes, I do. Because something actually happened that we were, I, I was sort of at my wits end last week. There was a lot of negativity going on. I would post something on our Instagram account thinking it was like the most positive, uplifting thing and then wind up having to turn our comments off. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that the first time you had to do that? I, 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 it was, I did it twice in one week. Maybe in a year, a little more than a year of having this account, maybe I did it one other time, but twice in one week. For wow. the, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, um, I'm not active in the Instagram, so I don't know what's going on. In the on. Instagram. Yeah, I don't know how to do it, how to use it. 
I kind of just snoop around and see what people are saying. But is it even possible to post something without at least a negative thing happening, a comment or it's a get, response it's, it's, or message? I think it's getting worse. Really? Yeah. And I always know, like, I know the difference between when our listeners are posting something, uh, like, comments, and when it's somebody who just is at our account who really isn't involved in our community. I mean, our I know our listeners pretty well. Right. And I know that they most of the time don't leave negative comments like that's just not who they are but you can always tell when somebody just happened to come upon your you know your uh account by chance and they're not somebody maybe who in the long run like they're like they they always tell you when they unfollow unfollow like they're unfollowing and i'm like thank you yes please leave (laughs) goodbye So, or is it um, just like trolls looking for a fight? Sometimes, absolutely, absolutely. We get all. I've seen it all by this point. Send me those people. I want to talk to them. No, you're not allowed to talk to anybody. (laughs) Uh, But Tara is amazing. I loved this conversation so much. It's a very hard topic to navigate because in talking about mom shaming, you also have to be careful because you don't want to piss anybody off and you just it's very hard to do that but we are pretty much um you know across the board just trying to make uh our communities a place where we can kind of lift each other up so we talk about a lot we talk about our own uh experiences with mom shaming we talk about stuff that we've seen uh from other people i talk about sometimes and i've actually had to put myself in check um, and that when I was maybe thinking in a way that was kind of shaming somebody and I had to sort of say to myself, wait a second, I, I got to step back a little bit. And also we talk about how we need to stop shaming people without kids and people who maybe uh, have one or two. And we say, oh, when are you having the next one? And like all the conversations that seem so benign, but that probably we need to stop. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's a great episode. I'm sorry that you weren't there for well, it. Well, hey, look, I can't wait to hear it myself. So I know. I can't wait for you to hear it, too. <laughs> uh, and we are back next week, me and you, yes. with an episode. I know everybody's been asking when there's just good. Not that, I mean, I've, I think our guests are all amazing, and I'm so grateful to them. But I know people are waiting for one for just me and you. Yeah, listen, I apologize once again. I know this happens once every couple of months where I have to come on and apologize, and I cry because I'm tired. And mm-hmm. Listen, it follows the seasons, okay? I'm, a, I'm a, My seasonal work. Right. Takes People the better understand because we love podcasting, but we also have to feed our family. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we um, we, we are, apologize for that. We are coming back into just me and Danielle. I have a bunch of episodes coming up. Just us. We do some good ones. So some that's good exciting. Topics. I can't wait to hear what they are. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't know anything that's going. On. I just wait for the. That's uh, right. Just sit and look to tell me what to do. <laughs> I like your beard. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so enjoy the mom. Sh- I mean, I shouldn't say enjoy the mom shaming episode, but it's actually good and it is entertaining. Learn so something from the mom shaming episode. Learn something, yes. And uh, Tara will tell you all about where she can, f- where you can find her if you're not following her already at Modern Mom Probs. You need to go do that, uh, rate and review, and all that stuff. And thanks, guys. Okay. Okay, everyone. We are here with Tara. Hello. Thanks of, for having me. Of moms uh, of Modern Mom Problems. I almost got confused there for a second of Modern Mom Problems. And you have had your account now for how many years? Uh, just a little over two years. Okay. Yeah. And you, you're, you're like, I feel like you're one of the people that I look to that I want to emulate in like the social media world. Because not only are, is your account awesome and hilarious and so true and everything, you're also just like a super nice person and you always want to help everybody out. 
Thank you. I do, because I really believe that um, a tide rises all ships. So we're in this together. And yeah. I want to help everyone out as much as I can. And it shows. You're, you're, you're really, as someone who knows you personally, I have to say, if there's anyone out there who are your followers and everything who are always wondering what you really like in person, you're amazing. So oh, thank you. You're and, making me blush. And we are not here with Adam. No. We left Adam. Well, truth be told, he had to work. But it almost works better because we wanted to do an episode about mom shaming mm-hmm. and everything that goes on. And you and I, I think that we see it from two different worlds because we're moms in the real world. You have a One son. One son. Mm-hmm. And he's in first grade. Correct. And um, I have three kids. And... I think also we see it from the perspective of uh, social media, whereas we all do. I think we all have instances on social media where we can recall either being bullied or seeing someone else be bullied or mom shamed. But we see it from sort of um, our like being kind of at the head of this platform and what goes on between and among other moms. Absolutely. Because it's one thing to... Ig- experience it on the playground or in the schoolyard or at the supermarket it's a whole nother beast that we get to witness it on a global scale like Instagram or Facebook yeah and sometimes it really does it gets we'll talk more about this but I we were just talking uh, before we started recording and I was saying that I have just recently started on certain posts to turn off comments because you know you and I, uh, b- people sometimes will reach out and say, hey, admins, you know, do better and blah, blah, blah. People think that we have like a team of people working our accounts. We do not have a team of people. Uh, no. It's us. If I have a team of people, that I want them here like helping me at home. <laughs> me too. If I had a team of people, I'd be like, you could do the laundry, you start dinner, yeah. and I'm going to focus on Instagram. It's actually not that at all. It's like I'm cooking dinner while doing laundry, while posting on Instagram, and then trying to write funny memes. Right. That's right. what it is. Uh, yeah. And we also don't, like, we're not paid a salary, which is another thing. Like, people are sort of like, like no, 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 we're not... No one's paying us to do this. Like, right. So let's just all chill out here. We're trying to have some fun and we're trying to feel connected and have a community. And so let's all just take it down a notch. That's what it is. I mean, so many times we'll post something that we feel really good about and like, this is uplifting. This is going to bring people together. And then somehow. Yeah. We're like, oh my God, I did not see that coming. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hits us like a ton of bricks. You're like, wait, people are upset about this one? No, no. This is an uplifting post. Yeah. <laughs> Easy, man. Easy. Right, right. They say a good gauge is like online, which we'll get into more, but they say a good gauge is that when you're online about to write a comment, if it is not something that you would say to somebody's face, like if the person were standing right in front of you, would you say that? That's a really good point. Yeah. I, I often don't think about that, but I really should. One, I'm not one to write comments about anything anyway because I just simply scroll by. But two, I wish that more people would know that. Yeah, because I, I think when you're hiding behind you know, a screen and nobody can see you and you're not really held accountable for what you're saying, it's so much easier to just maybe be negative or to say something that in real life maybe would be on the top of your head, but you filter it because you know once you put it out there in the world and you say it to a person's face, that's completely different than thinking it. 
Absolutely. <laughs> it, it's one thing to like make a snide comment to a mom at the supermarket saying, oh, wow, it looks like you have your hands full. You know, like it takes a real jerk to say something like that right. in person. But to do it online, people are click, 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 click. They'll type that and no problem. Yeah. And nobody associates it with who you are because, it's, it, you know, nobody knows. Right. So I think that's I liked that when I read that, I was sort of like, I'm going to use that if I, you know, and sometimes I try to think about that when I'm posting memes. Also, I'll be like, is that something that I really, you know, so, but it gets hard. So it really does. I care a great deal about one, what I write, and then two, what I curate, even if I, you know, don't write the original meme, like what I curate to put on my account, because I care about people's feelings. I, I want them to be uh, entertained and I want them to feel engaged and, and I want them to feel seen. That's probably the biggest thing mm-hmm. out of anything is I want someone to say, I relate to that. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want other people then to take away from the people who say I relate to that because that's shaming too. Yes. There are many times where I'll post a meme and, and people say, man, I feel seen. Thank you for posting that. And other people will then be like, oh, that's so shitty. Why would you post that? And you're like, these people are relating to it. Let them relate to it. Yeah. Let them have that. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we break it down a little bit too much. Let's just, you know, sometimes we need to just, uh, let's just keep, like you said, scroll by, keep going. If it doesn't relate to you, if it's not harming anybody, then it let's, so I think what you're saying is interesting too because mom shaming I think can occur on so many different levels and I was going to start with a a story of my own from when um, I sort of felt shamed from when my my daughter who's my oldest this is 14 years ago now or over 14 years ago uh, when I was in the hospital with her. I had just given birth to her. I was scared shitless. I was postpartum. I had done so much uh, before she was even born. My pregnancy with her was so hard uh, mentally, physically, all aspects of it. And then when she was born, I had made the decision already that I was not going to breastfeed. So I was uh, on Zoloft. Um, I, I talk about it a lot in our other episodes. I was on Zoloft. At the time, there wasn't as much research done about whether or not you could breastfeed on Zoloft. And I also knew that sleep, as somebody with high anxiety, sleep was going to be crucial for the kind of mom I was going to be. So I made a conscious decision not to breastfeed. And I was I was good with it. I had come to terms with it. I was like almost like so proud of myself that I had made this decision. And then when she was born, I had a C-section. So I was in the hospital for four days. During those four days, they sent three different lactation specialists in to try to convince me to try breastfeeding. And while they didn't come outright and say, you need to change your decision, you should breastfeed, by actively sending three different, and it wasn't an accident. They didn't all just happen to come in. It's a hospital. They take pretty good notes about that stuff. Each time, it was a different nurse talking to me about breastfeeding. And I was sort of like, what the hell? Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's funny that you had a similar um, uh, story to, to my – same thing happened to me. My son was a C-section. They sent the lactation specialist in. She was the meanest woman. Wow. Like, total bitch on wheels. Was, like, grabbing my my bre- – literally grabbing to the point where they, like, hurt and was trying to, like, like force the baby onto it. I felt like a and failure. And you wanted to breastfeed. I did. Yeah. I did want to yeah, breastfeed. And I, that's amazing. And – I felt like an absolute failure within like, I don't know, the first two or three hours of even becoming a mother. Yeah. And it was, it was hard and Mm -hmm. no one told me how hard breastfeeding would be. Fast forward to two and a half years later, I literally nursed my son until he was two and a half. Mm -hmm. So eventually I got got it. it. But in the hospital, 
They were so mean about That's it. That's so interesting. I don't know why. They, they didn't need to be. She's yeah. like, you'll never get it. You don't understand. And when I tell you how much it hurt, she she pinched my breast like, like you know when you get a mammogram and yeah. they like flatten it and squeeze it? Oh, yeah. That's what it was. And it hurt because I had just had a C-section. I was like, please just leave me alone. At that point, probably the C-section meds hadn't even worn off yet, so I was still okay. But right. within hours of becoming a mom. And you also ashamed. feel like, why isn't this easy for me? Is this easy for everybody else? Mm-hmm. So I think, like I said, you know, I think mom shaming, it doesn't have to be, I think it occurs on all different levels because I know that in that time I was sort of like, here I had made this decision. It was one thing down. I still had to learn, you know, thousands of other aspects of how to parent. This is one thing I had thought about really hard and worked on really hard and read about and made sure that I made the right decision. And then someone comes in and completely just tosses all that to the side and is trying to get me to, you know, do it a different way. So I felt really shitty about that. And and I had amazing nurses too, I have to say. There were amazing nurses who were very supportive. But, you know, I think that we have to think to ourselves, like even in the medical field, when a mom is first you know, learning everything, are we doing enough, you know, to make her feel supported? It's true, because I also remember right after my C-section, I was laying in one of those, maybe the PACU or something like that, and there were other women who had just given birth as well, and this one woman said, uh, I don't want to nurse, Mm -hmm. flat out said, I mean, she just had a baby, said, I do not want to nurse, and again, they were persuading her to give it a try, Mm -hmm. oh, just give it a try, just give it a try, right, and really, they should respect her decision. Yeah. And most people haven't made it lightly mm-hmm. or realize that they can't for some reason. And um, so the breastfeeding one is huge because there's obviously such a, di- it's just a divide between, um, you know, when people talk about it, it's one of those things that is v- they get very passionate, just like, you know, circumcision or uh, vaccinating or all those things that it's, uh, that's a really hard, there's, a, it's all hard territory to navigate. So, um, you know, those are triggers, I think, for a lot of people. And it's that's a tough topic. And I wish that I would have known that uh, after my son was born. I didn't really in my head. I said, "Okay, well, we're going to nurse. This is what I'm supposed to do. And you read the magazines and you read the blogs and say, like, "Okay, you're going to have this baby and you're going to nurse him. It's going to be super easy. It's going to be magical. And it's going to be like birds chirping outside and flowers (laughs) and roses and the snow white of breastfeeding. Exactly. (laughs) Like the little like mice are going to come talk to me and the little chipmunks are going to come to my window. And like, that's bullshit. It was not like that at all. It was really challenging and I felt super stressed and super anxious I was so anxious that I would nurse and then pump like pump into the bottles so that I knew how much my son was getting because Mm. then I could like quantify it and I'd say okay he's getting three ounces five ounces whatever it was because the stress of breastfeeding was was so much and then after like three months and I started supplementing with formula so he was nursing and formula and you know what guess what he's fine everyone else they're all the same you know whether they get breast milk or formula it's fine right yeah obviously you know that's what they all say there's that meme that we all I think we've all posted at some point that says you know breastfed bottle fed we you know we all hit their head on the top of the you know taking them out of the car seat on the car door getting out of the car like they're it's fine we're all it's we're all good let's just let's let's all do it the way we need to do it personally to be the best moms we can be and to feel human and know what's good for our personal sanity and our personal situation everybody's situation is different right um all right so I want to talk a little bit about what kind of brought this topic up for both of us was 
that we both posted something last week. It was a tweet about Meghan Markle, and I want to, do you have it? I want to find it. Um, So it was a tweet that we posted uh, on our Instagram. I actually saw it on your Instagram first, your Instagram account, and loved it so much uh, that I wanted to repost it. Because I just, to me, it seemed like such, um, uh, you know, a supportive thing. So go ahead. Do right. you have it? I do. Absolutely. And, and the funny thing is this was on a Saturday morning. I happened to be scrolling through Instagram and I saw this and I said, if there's one tweet that absolutely uh, sums up modern mom probs, this is the tweet. And I said to myself, I was like, I would kick myself if I don't post this right now. And so I posted it and here it is. It is by uh, a woman. Her uh, Twitter handle is Ashley Simpo. Um, and here it goes. I just want to thank Meghan Markle for saying she's not okay instead of some fluffy PR response. The idea that women can do it all, mothers are superheroes, and parenthood is obvious, are hurtful, ignorant, and damaging to women. We are not okay. Millennial parenthood is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. I'm extremely excited about partnering with this company. I love their products and I love what they're doing. It's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S. Cosmetics. 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 Yes, and you'll hear why. It's a beauty brand and philosophy that goes beyond skin deep and it's empowering women. It's based in Los Angeles um, and their amazing products highlight your best features. They really do. Like they're, they have all these highlighters and everything that are incredible. Vegan, 100% cruelty-free formulas without the use of parabens and sulfates. Anytime any company goes cruelty-free in animals, I'm in. Yeah, I'm and, in. and we have a family member who has been a lobbyist for cosmetics and trying to get chemicals out of uh, products for, you know, for kids and for adults. And um, this is one that she really loves and approves of, and I always take her advice about if it. If she approves it, it's approved then, for everybody. Yes, yes. She, yeah, she's the real deal. So they also are, you know, this is going to be my favorite part, they give back like incredibly well there they have causes ranging from homelessness to surviving uh, domestic abuse fighting cancer and they are leaping bunny and PETA, the leading cause uh, the leading authorities on cruelty-free cosmetics certified so it they're just all around great my personal favorite of theirs is their brilliant eye brightener um, I go through it so quickly what does that do it just you know sometimes like I get these just keep your mouth shut. Okay. But sometimes I get my, these dark circles under my eyes. Okay. <laughs> Do you? I know you've, you I never, never noticed. You never noticed. No. Um, and the Brilliant Eye Brightener, I've used brighteners from a lot of companies. Their, their Brilliant Eye Brightener is my favorite. It's amazing. And their their products are just completely effective. And um, they also have this auto replenishment so you never run out of your favorites like their Liquid Lash Extension Mascara or their Buildable Blur CC Cream. Um, they're just, they're incredible. So if you go to thrivecosmetics.com slash MNM and enter promo code MNM, you get 15% off your first purchase. That's thrivecosmetics.com slash MNM. Enter promo code MNM for 15% off. They are an all around great company and I'm so happy to be partnered with them. All right. I'm speaking about Noemi again and I'm 
telling people to go and check out their items on their website. Don't just take my word for it because you really do have to see the Noemi products to get a sense of how unique and beautiful and understated yet powerful they are. I love them. My favorites, I've said before, their elephant collection. It's yes. Beautiful. What is the elephant collection? The elephant collection is they have it's just these little tiny pieces with elephants on it and the, the elephant is supposed to represent luck happiness honor and strength whenever they're worn and i'm just like an animal lover and the elephant to me i don't know it's one of my favorite animals so i just think they're awesome and i think that things with animals on them also like it makes it unique and there's something sentimental about it i just i love them um they also have the love your city and the love your mama collections so many awesome collections to check out and as we always say we're always trying to buy from companies who are doing good things and helping to shift the way uh, things happen in a more ethical level. And I just think that that's what they're doing. They combine a legacy of craftsmanship and modern materials, reclaimed 18 karat gold, conflict-free stones, and lab-grown diamonds. So, you know, there's all this controversy about how we get certain, um, you know, uh, items that we use for jewelry, and they're doing it in a really awesome way. Yeah, once again. Don't hurt the animals to, you know, for us to have our And pleasures. the people. <laughs> oh, yeah, people too. But I'm more concerned about the animals. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah. But the people too. Uh, so anyway, shipping is overnight for free. So you can try it on and have up to 60 days to return with a full refund. So you can order now, save it for the holidays, and the person can st- will still have time to return it, which is really awesome. And don't forget to tell them about the engraved rings. You can return them. How about that? I mean, have you ever heard of something like that before? No, it's crazy. 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 <laughs> Go to hellonoemi.com and use promo code MNM for $75 off anything on their website. You make it sound like the rapper Eminem. It's M-N-M. M-N-M. No, not right. M-N-M. Not like 8 Mile M&M. Then the letters M-N-M. I was more thinking like the candy. But go to hellonoemi.com, N-O-E-M-I-E.com, and use the code M. N M for seventy five dollars off anything on their website. Amazing. Go check them out. Okay, so when we posted that, I saw yours, and then I posted it. Uh, I think Scary Mommy posted it. I know a lot of people were posting it, and the amount of people, everyone was really, really upset about the word millennial. Yes, that was the trigger word. That was the trigger word. That so. I guess people started taking it as, well, it's not just millennial parenting. It's all parenting. And and there were definitely people who were saying also like, you know, great tweet. Yes. I, but people, it, it get, everything gets so scrutinized and so broken down and everything that the overall feeling of it was or should have been, Thank you, Megan. You know, this was awesome. It made us all feel so seen that she was saying, uh, yeah, Megan was saying, you know, no, thank you for asking if I'm okay. Nobody asks. Everyone forgets. Everyone comes over and is like, is the baby okay? Or, you know, nobody asks the mom. And we were like, yes, thank you for saying that. And then it turned into, well, fuck that. It's not just millennial parenting that's hard. It's all parenting. And, and number one, I don't even know that she meant millennial in the way that it was taken. I think it's also just that, you know, just parenting nowadays is hard or yes, and it's always been hard. But there's also an aspect of social media that's new. And listen, our parenting, you know, 
Our parents had it hard. Their parents had it hard. If we're going to sit down and break it down, who had it harder? It's it's an argument that is never going to go anywhere. We're never going to win. And, and it's we're going to just end up all like wanting to ravage each other. Right. Absolutely. I could talk about this for like forever. When this tweet came out, like I said, I felt that that was almost like the vision of modern mom probs. And, and the thing about modern mom probs is that it's not millennial. It's not Gen X. It's now, today, 2019, almost 2020. Things are different now than they were 20 years ago, 40 years ago. Parent has always, parenting has always been hard. It was hard in 1910. It was hard in ni- 1950, 1980. And now, the difference, how I see it now, is this. Parents are at a loss of a tribe. Years ago, people were in it together. You were friends with your neighbors. People had larger families. They had more sisters. They had more aunts. They had uh, their mother. And nowadays, people are at a loss for that tribe. And so what do they have? They have an online community. Mm. We are their online community. We are who they go to when they need advice, when they need support, when they want to feel seen. Years ago, people may, like I said, go to their sisters, go to their moms, go to their cousins. And I'm not saying that people don't do that now, but our society is in a very different place than where it was years ago because of technology and then maybe just because of um, the way that things are moving in our society in general. And the thing is, too, it's like we face pressures nowadays that people did not face years ago. Food, for instance. We feel compelled, and, and I believe this to be true, but we feel compelled to eat organic. And if you feed your kid Cheetos, or if you feed your kid some other kind of junk food, McDonald's, McDonald's, you're less than. Years ago, all foods pretty much were whole foods, mm. and truly in the sense yeah. that things came from a farm and they were farm to table. There were no, you know, fast food as we know it now. Mm-hmm. And so that is a modern problem, good, bad, or indifferent. It's just where we're at now. Right. And so people want to live up to the ideal that we see online or on television that, again, people may not have been faced with years ago. And with social media, with Facebook, you see these beautiful images and you think, oh, why can't I have that? Why can't I be that? I really should get on Pinterest and, and you know, make these Halloween costumes. Yeah, I struggle with that a lot. I'm trying. I'm working on it. It's something too. Not the Halloween costume no. thing. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, Amazon.com? No, but I do. I, I say all the time, you know, the, the the daily activities on a Saturday or Sunday when you see the parents who are taking their kid here and there and blah, blah. And Adam and I are, are uh, you know, we're, we sort of have, we, we like to be at home a lot with the kids and everything. And sometimes I will all of a sudden be like, oh, my God, no, we should be out doing stuff. And Adam gets crazy about it because he's like, you're only saying that because so-and-so on Facebook is posting pictures. You wouldn't even fucking know about it if they weren't on Facebook. And we're here happy. The kids are happy. No one wants to go out except you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com But now you feel compelled because you're feeling the pressure of everybody else. 
do you have a camera in my house? Because right? that is legitimately what it's like in our house. Yeah. We're happy. We're playing with our toys, yeah. maybe reading a magazine. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, we should go apple picking. You know, we really need to go pumpkin picking right, right now. Right. I got to take some pictures because right. we, we didn't go plaid. this year. We need more plaid for pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go match. And we're going to go out on the pumpkin patch and take right. some photos. No, like you're 100% right. We'd be right. perfectly happy just right. hanging out. And the fact that she said millennial, well, why shouldn't we concentrate on the fact that now is hard? Why do we need to, why do we need to concentrate on the fact that it was also hard for 15 years ago it's now we are living in now so it just was it saddened me to see you know and and there were also a lot of comments of um well but she's so rich and here what's she complaining about and Mm -hmm. you know and that's when it gets to the shame gets to uh, we need to stop that because is she rich does she have help yes first of all we don't you know we don't know what the fuck is happening in her life I I don't I wouldn't trade it in a second when she went out there in that white outfit and they all took pictures of her, you know, hours after she had the baby and everything. I was like, you I don't care all the money I had in the world. You couldn't I I would have been in hysterics if somebody told me that I had to get dressed up and take pictures hours after my kid was born. Like you couldn't have paid me enough money. So, you know. Fine. Yes, she's lucky because she has if she has nannies and chefs and who even knows what she's using and not using, you know, does she even want it? But she is dealing with a whole other kind of problem. So when we break it down and start that comparison, it's not fair. No, it's not fair. Kate Spade had help. Anthony Bourdain had Mm, help. Yeah. And so you can't one cannot say just because you have help. Well, then, therefore, your life is fine. Right. You just can't. It's just, it is not a fair comparison. Um, I do understand that she is very lucky and privileged now being in the the station that she is in. In ways, in certain ways. In certain ways, right. But it is not the end-all, be-all. It's, mm-hmm. it's certainly not. And so I feel terrible for her because you could see, see the pain in her face in that video. And because the tweet that we're talking about is is in response to a video of Meghan Markle being interviewed by a journalist asking her, how are you doing? How are you doing as a person? And that's when she said, thank you for asking. Yeah. And, and you could see, I mean, she was almost on the verge of tears. I wanted to like jump through my television and give her a hug. Right. Oh, and then people got really upset about that. She, they're like, she's not even a millennial. I know. I was like, she technically she's Come not. And so, like, let's leave it alone, people. Right. I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, sometimes uh, I think that it's so much easier for us to look at somebody else and judge rather than looking at our own parenting and breaking it down. Not that we should be being hard on ourselves either because we shouldn't because we all need to be gentler and with ourselves. I know we're our own hardest critics. But I think in a situation like that, it's 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 so easy to point the finger and it's easier to do that than to look in at ourselves and be like, well, wait a minute, maybe I could instead use this energy to think about something that's going to be productive. And that's harder to do. And it's interesting. Uh, I was listening to um, an interview uh Last week, uh, Dak Shepard's podcast, his armchair expert podcast, he was interviewing Elizabeth Banks, who I love. She's from you know, Pitch Perfect and Hunger Games, and she's a wonderful actress. I think she's hysterical. And she was talking in the interview, you know, Dak Shepard usually interviews um, people about their struggles and everything. And during the interview, she's a mom, she's a wife, she's successful, she's beautiful, she's got a lot going for her. And during the interview, you know, instead of going into – all the struggles she's had, she's like, I've won. 
She's like, I have won. She's like, I won the second I got into an Ivy League school. And I won. And for a second, I was sort of like, damn, like, I don't know, maybe you should be talking a little bit more about (laughs) about how hard you've had it in. And for a second, I was sort of like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I had to put myself in check because I was sort of like, no, wait a minute. This is what we want for women. The fact that she's been successful and is a mom and, you know, hasn't had to struggle and ha- and isn't an actress who's dealt with sexual harassment and this and that. Like, I had to, for a second, step back and be like, well, wait a minute. Just because she's not highlighting her struggles in this interview, first of all, doesn't mean she hasn't struggled because mm-hmm. I'm sure nobody gets through, you know. And I need to be, it's easy to cheer for somebody when they're down. I need to sort of step back and be like, good for her yeah good for her and like it shows that we're getting somewhere that she and I think a little bit we need to when people are up also other moms and everything we also need to be like good for you like that's awesome absolutely I'm really pleased that she herself was confident enough to say I won yeah like good for you many times people like well you know I did all right you know and she'd be kind of especially as women Mm -hmm. as women we do that and as moms yeah and and so I but for a second I had to step back from myself and be like wait a minute why does she have to highlight her struggles no she is proud of the fact that she's you know she's She's made it. And fuck yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. We should go like take her lead more often. Yeah. So I, I won. Was, I won. I won the fucking lottery. Yeah. I won. Right. I'm I have a, a healthy mom kid and, and, and I have a yeah. nice husband and I live in a house and I have a car. I've won. Right. We're doing okay. Yeah. And and I, I yeah, I was glad. I almost was glad that I heard that interview because I think it was like a little bit eye opening for me. Like, no, she's she's allowed to come on and just be like, yeah, I, it's been fucking awesome. So, uh, yeah, so that was kind of a, a, like, I don't know, as Oprah would say, like a, what does she call it? A um, full circle moment or yes. whatever for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. I think uh, it's it just is hard to sometimes let people talk about how great something is and not have to dampen that. It's true. And especially, I think, nowadays, that really is the case. Like, you you want to put something positive out there, and then people are very quick, for whatever reason, to kind of tear it down. Because I feel yeah. like they have the power to now, and they want to um, exert that power and use it, you know, mm-hmm. pull people down, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, so have you ever had an experience of being mom-shamed and – um, that you can recall or where you felt sort of like maybe you were being judged? Definitely with the breastfeeding mm-hmm. in the hospital. Because like I said, that was within hours of becoming a new mom. And she was very adamant about squeezing my boobs yeah. <laughs> and trying to get it into my son's out- mouth. And he was not interested because he was only a couple hours old at that point. And he was like, fuck this. <laughs> but, but eventually then, like I said, then, then he was okay. By the, he was in the hospital for like four days or so. And so by the end of it, then yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, it worked. Yeah. But um, I have to say, I've been very lucky. Either one, I've been lucky in as much as that I haven't had a lot of mom shaming or two, maybe I'm just not paying attention. I mean, I'm a very observant person sort of as my job uh, as a meme writer or as like a, a parenting humorist, I sometimes call myself. I'm very observant about things, but I've been very lucky with um, not 
being the subject of, of mom shaming. We used to live in this city and the city was New York City and it was an interesting experience because um, there's definitely a lot of like have and have nots. And so there is definitely a culture of, of um, one upping each other and making sure that you do eat the um, yeah, the best organic, organic food yeah. and that you're going to the right preschools. And, and so that was it was such like an almost subconscious thing that, I mean, yes, maybe I, I did have mom shaming, but you almost don't even realize it because that, that just becomes your norm then, you know? And Do you feel like in the city, I know your son was so young, did, was he even born when you were in the city? Oh, yes. He oh. was four when we moved out. Oh, okay. So yeah. do you feel like you felt it more living there than you do now? Like the pressure to be all organic and everything? Because when, we when we were in Los Angeles, we were on a bunch of podcasts and with a bunch of moms and everything. And they all talked a lot because I don't feel the organic thing. Maybe just by now people know that I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. But but um, I think that uh, when we were in Los Angeles, they were saying at, almost as if it was like a, a way of life. Like yes. I, they, they didn't even talk about it as a choice. It was just what they did. Yes. That, and that is true. And I feel that, that about New York City as well is that, and I, and I loved raising my son in New York City and we ate a lot of healthy food. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, like you would never think to go to McDonald's. You would never think to go to Burger King. And now that we live in the suburbs, we do go to Burger King. Right, right. I, I personally prefer Wendy's over Burger King. Oh, but interesting. that's just my okay. choice if okay. I had to pick one over that's the other. A, I would not think that. I would not think that Wendy's would be anybody's choice. I would just think Shit, that that's Wendy's the, is so that's good. That's just the next place on the uh, turnpike. So that's where you stop because that's all that's available because there was no McDonald's or Burger King. Uh, uh, I did not realize that people actually make a choice for Wendy's. Okay, this is this is this is Wendy's. If you're listening, now. we're gonna really promote you because I love <laughs> Wendy's. Um, but it is true. I I will seek out Wendy's. I will not seek out Burger King. But Burger oh. King is in my town, so I sort of have no choice. And like Wendy's is like 20 minutes away. Anywho, but you would never even think to eat fast food growing up where where we were. We were in the Upper East Side of Manhattan and fast food was not a thing. Mm -hmm. Shake Shack, yes. We did go to Shake Shack. And I guess technically that's fast food, but that was okay. We were there every other day. Right. I feel like Shake Shack is like, okay. Shake Shack and In-N-Out Burger, I feel like are okay. McDonald's and Burger King, I don't know. Maybe because they're more gourmet fast food places. what it is. Danny Meyer put in the Shake Shack and that was it. We were there like um, several times a week. Yeah, I mean, it was damn good. So good. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was the thing. The mom shaming probably became such a way of life that like I said it was it was subconscious I didn't even realize that that was a thing it was just what you did and that's just how it was and that's those are the you know the choices that you make without even thinking about it and all really only until we moved to the suburbs did I think oh wait there are other choices like we can go to this mm-hmm. and you know fast food place or um you know buy this kind of food or do make those kind of choices but it, it definitely is a, a way of life Mm. in more urban areas I think I mean and not just urban areas in general but maybe um um the Upper East Side of Manhattan right I think I yeah I think it's a it's a different we also have to keep in mind with that with social media too when we start judging each other it's like we all live in different places and have different expectations and I know even what was told to me about what I could and couldn't eat in New Jersey as a pregnant woman from my by my doctor was different from my friend who lives in California and her doctor telling her what she could and couldn't eat no shit yes so I remember one time I wasn't eating cold cuts because my doctor told me not to eat cold cuts mm-hmm. and she was having a turkey sandwich we were both pregnant and she was like what? She's like, I've never heard that in my life. 
Mine said no cold cuts. Right. Okay. Well, that might maybe it's an East Coast thing. So maybe like it, it doesn't. It's not even consistent across the board of where you are. I have a friend who uh, the only thing that she when she, you're told not you can't eat sushi. Mm-hmm. The only thing she literally could eat when she was pregnant was sushi. That was the only thing that didn't make her throw up. And the doctor was like, eat sushi. And she ate sushi her entire pregnancy. Like, that's all she ate. Get out of here. Yes. So um, I was very particular about what I ate or didn't eat when I was yeah. pregnant. Right. But, I mean, at the same time, we think about what our parents, what our moms oh ate. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was anything. I mean, right. my mom was probably smoking. Actually, I think that was the only time in her life where she stopped smoking. Oh. She told me that. It was the only time in her life when, when she, she stopped smoking. And then she was before her time because I think women were yeah. pretty much still smoking. I'm sure then. they probably were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a I have a few just like quick stories that I can recall, and you know it's interesting because like I said, my daughter I was fourteen years ago. This stuff still sticks out in my mind, and and it's sad because I know there's also been so many times that moms have been so supportive for me and everything. But I guess I wanted to sort of tell these stories because at the time I think to people who were doing it, it was probably not a big deal to say whatever came out of their mouths or to voice their opinions. But yet, that's a big moment to a new mom. So you need to really be very careful about what you say or saying anything at all or how you look at a new mom or, you know, all this stuff that uh, it makes a difference. And, you know, I recall a time that I was at the mall with my daughter and, you know, you know how you have the um, the, the uh, car seat that that straps into the or that uh what is it called? It like goes straight into the stroller yes. and then you could take it and put it straight into the carrier in the car. Yep. So my daughter was like screaming her head off in the mall and I just wanted to get out of there. And we were in the elevator going down and I was going to like rush out to the car and she's screaming, but I didn't want to take her out of the carrier because all I had to do if I it was to take her, take the carrier out of the stroller and put it in the car seat, you know, so I don't want to mess with all that. So we're in the elevator and there's this older couple in the elevator and one of them and the woman looks at me and she goes, don't you want to pick up your child and hold her? Because, and I, first of all, you know, that scream a baby has and you're already like in your, you're, you're just you're sweating. You're, you're sweating. You're so hot. Oh God, it's awful. And I was just like. And I was luckily I was with my older cousin who had older kids and everything. And good for her that she was like, she just looked at me in front of the woman goes, don't you just love unsolicited advice from people? And I was like, thank you for saying that because I didn't have it in me to say that. I wanted to cry. I was so upset. And I've I've thought about it literally since then because it, it makes me so aware of how I'm speaking to moms, you know. So that was sort of a big like, so for people out there, I don't know, it. It, it all makes a difference. What seems like a fleeting comment to you doesn't to the person. Right. It's true. I mean, look at that. It's 14 years later now that we're still sharing this yeah, story. And I still think about it. I'm sure. Yeah. Because because you know what it is. That like acute situation like that, like that acute event is enough to like really trigger that. I'm sure you probably sweat even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. My son was um, a baby and... We were in Rhode Island for a wedding and my husband was in the wedding party. So he was gone all weekend. My son was two months old and we were in a mall that was near the hotel um, in Providence, Rhode Island. And my son started screaming and I still get sweaty thinking about how loud he was screaming. No, I wasn't mom shamed that day or anything. I like, you know, hightailed it out of the out of the mall. But sometimes it's those like 
like those specific events, you go, oh my gosh, I, I, I never want to relive that again. Or like a crying baby on an airplane. If you think about like your baby's crying on an airplane, you're like, oh, I'm sweaty just thinking about it. Right. Because you feel like you're that person on the airplane. And it's a, you know, and there's so many stories of where a person will, I've had times in, in my life where my kids have been screaming on an airplane and someone will look at me and like wink at me and be like, you know, just let me know that it's okay. That's really nice. Yeah. It's usually the stewardesses who are not the, who are like the, yeah. or the flight attendants who are the ones who are the most, mm-hmm. you know, who aren't the the nicest but um but yeah that stuff like that is important to do to let a mom know that it's okay to give her a look you know of Mm -hmm. dude I've been there I get it or if you haven't been there I understand or don't be a dick just just be kind I mean I think really the message overall is like kindness matters Mm -hmm. it really makes a big difference whether you know the person or you don't or you'll see them again or you'll never see them again kindness matters yeah and online too I think that that's a big deal all right so do you have any like what would you tell people about how can we show moms more support I think that this is important because um you know I, I feel like even just being quiet sometimes makes us feel judged. And I know that everyone says, keep your mouth shut, just don't say anything or whatever. But I think if you're in person or even online or anything, I do think that there's stuff that you can do to make a mom feel more supportive. I don't care if your kid, listen, every age is hard, right? New mom is hard. It doesn't get easier. It gets different. We've all heard that. And it's true because it's all, now I feel judged in different ways, you know, with my kids and it's interesting because I have uh, a friend who was talking about how she recently went to um, to church in the morning, and there, there were all, there was a family. Uh, and one of the sons was like in his pajamas at church, and she was like, "What the fuck?" She's like, "That I'm like, just you know, just change your kid into the." And then she sort of stopped herself and like and took a step back and was like wait a minute, I don't know what happened in that mom's life this morning. I don't know if this kid was, you know, screaming his head off that he wouldn't get out of pajamas and it was just more important for her to go to church, obviously, than to have him skip because he's in his pajamas. Like, we don't know the circumstances leading up to. And she's like, I had to put myself in check for a second because I look over at my kids and they look really nice and everything. And I'm sort of like, well, yeah, but we had an easy morning. Right. Good for her. I give her credit for getting dressed and getting out of the house. Yeah. I mean, good for her is right. Like, and and we just don't know the steps that came before that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, who knows that how long that kid was screaming that she was trying to get him into his corduroys or whatever it is. And she just was like, fuck it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. You just made me think of something about like sometimes um, older moms are shamed. Right. Sometimes people will say, oh, you have to have kids, you know, before 34, let's say 35. But really, people don't take into consideration what happened before that mom got pregnant or what it took in order to get that mom to get pregnant in order to have that kid at 34, 35, 37, 40. And and kindness matters there too so even before the kids are born even when these moms are pregnant or when they're an older age so you made me think of that because you're saying you don't know what happened you know that Sunday morning going to service but also many times you don't know what those parents had to go through in order to get those kids in the first place Mm -hmm. yeah well I think we need to think about that also when um, asking people if they're gonna have kids yes that's a we don't even think about that and it's such a natural thing to ask right it's such a good and well-intentioned question you know we're never asking uh, are you going to have kids with the thought of you know 
we don't know what they're going through. It's such a simple, you know, none of us are coming from a bad place when we ask that. We're literally just curious or just trying to make conversation because we don't know what else to talk about. And that's a very general, you know, it's just something you ask people. But it is true nowadays that we don't know what people are going through when they're, you know, what when we ask them that. Right, absolutely. Or even when are you going to have more kids? It's, yes. That's a question yes. that my husband is asked all the time. And I've been asked several times too. We have one son. Uh, he's going to be seven soon. And, you know, up and t- people don't ask so much anymore now because he's seven and they're kind of like, okay, we get it. Like you have one. But we used to get asked all the time, like, when are you going to have more? And it's like, listen, there are factors that led us to only have one child and we are very happy with one child. I myself was an only child. I thought it was awesome. Uh, my cousin was an only child. She and I were very close growing up together. We were practically like sisters. And so only children rock. So if P- and, and her parents um, only had her because they had fertility issues. And so people, you know, always used to ask, when are you going to have more? When are you going to have more from, of my aunt and uncle? And then finally people just stopped asking. My parents were divorced when I was two. So that was out of the question of having more, more uh, children. So that's how I became an only child. But even with my cousin, she, uh, her family had, her parents had fertility issues. But with us, we took a long time to have our son for a couple different reasons. One, I had three miscarriages. And then even after my three miscarriages, although I got pregnant very easily, like first try for all three of those, then somehow after that, I couldn't conceive. It was the strangest thing. And so I had three or four IUIs in order to get pregnant with my son. And then, knock on wood, carried him full term. And here he is now, seven years later, which is awesome. But... Because of that stress, we never wanted to put ourselves through it again. And even when we were going to the fertility clinic for the IUIs before he was born, my husband and I always said this. We promised each other and we said, listen, if we have a healthy baby, we'll never ask for another one again because we don't want to disrupt the balance of blessings. That if we get this blessing, we never want to shake the boat again. And we are going to take him and we're going to be so grateful and we're going to be so happy. And that's it. And that's where we are, like I said, now seven years later. And so we are perfectly happy being three people in a family, not to rock the boat. But people will shame you and say, why don't you have more? He needs a sibling. Why do you live in that house when there's only three people? Different things like that. And and so, yeah, I guess that is mom shaming, you know? So I guess that is my story with mom shaming. But people don't know what it took to get him in the first place. Yeah. There was a time where after the three miscarriages, we decided we're not going to have kids. Fuck this shit. Let's, you know, go and be those really cool, um, you know, childless couple and, you know, travel Europe and maybe like we'll just pack up and like, you know, travel all over the U.S. My husband has a job where that could more or less kind of move around with him. And, and we thought that that we took a year. It was it was actually 2010. 2010, 2011, we took that year to say, let's stop getting pregnant. Let's not think about this stuff anymore. Let's focus on us. And then 2012, I got pregnant um, because it, we stopped. And then we said, okay, now let's start the IUI again. And then we started and then I got pregnant and, and had my son. But um, people don't know what sure what comes before that. You see a healthy baby, you say, oh, it's a healthy baby. He's great. This and that. Okay. And where's your next one? When why don't you have more? Yeah. And and he can't be alone and different things like that. But there's always a reason. There's a reason why I was an only child. There's a reason why my cousin was an only child. There's a reason why my son's an only child. And so, and I'm not saying that, you know, people 
don't choose to don't have, choose right, right. Sure, i mean sure. it's, it's a choice and sure. i mean we we made that choice that was a conscious choice but um people need to respect other people's mm-hmm. choices right mm-hmm. because sometimes you need to respect why that 3 year old is in pajamas at church and then you also need to respect a woman's choice not to breastfeed when she's telling you please stop sending in these lactation consultants yeah. because i've made my decision and then you need to respect someone that's saying a I am happy with my one child or B, I am choosing not to have children or C, I chose to have five kids. So back the fuck off. I wanted to have a big family. Right. And so it's really a matter of respecting our choices and respecting our differences. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And it's, it, I love, I've always talked about Chelsea Handler. I'm a huge Chelsea Handler fan. I love her. And she, uh, on her, she had a podcast. She ended it now, which is really sad, but she had a Natasha Leone on and they both have actively decided not to have kids. And I loved the, con- they have, a, there's one episode where there's a conversation between the two of them where they both explain sort of about why they didn't, um, you know, decide to have kids and not that they should have to explain themselves. They shouldn't. It's a fucking choice. You, like, like you said, we need to all respect each other. But I loved, I loved that the conversation between them of how they were, of how they explained it and everything. And, um, I don't know. I just think that we need to just all be like able to just say, this was the choice that was best for us. And that needs to be enough. Right. And especially a choice that like, that's not hurting other people. Totally. That's the thing. I could see if someone's making a choice where you're impacting your neighbors or your family or something in in some negative way, yeah. then yeah, then put the brakes on that. Right. But if it's if it's only really, let's say, you and your your partner that's making this choice, you're not hurting anyone else. Totally. And I, I also want to say that it should, you know, go both like like if listen, if we don't have kids and we see a mom with kids who's having a day, then you know, let's not shame her if you know, you see someone without the, like, let's just all fucking like, like lift each other up. And I, I just, I know that that's what we both are trying to do on our accounts all the time. Do we always, you know, hit the nail on the head every single time? No, no but like we all have also said, people think there's a team and there's not, it's us. Our intentions are always to be supportive. Um, and you know, I think that we always go about it from that perspective. Absolutely. And then sometimes I do have to mention this too. It's like, you know, sometimes we'll make a joke and use like hyperbole or an exaggerated situation, but that, cause that's for comedy. It's a you joke. Know, it's a joke. It's a joke. And so that's the thing. It's like, yes, we're trying to build everybody up and we want this to be our online village. But at the same time, like, you know, sometimes we got to crack a joke on something Absolutely. and it's not real, you know, like yeah. it is an online persona. Like I'm not, I, I wrote a meme about, um, how amazing is it that workout clothes can make you look like you have your shit together, although you hadn't showered in three days? Now, three days are not passing by. Like, <laughs> like I shower every day, maybe every other day. I don't. But like, <laughs> as I'm saying, I don't shower every day. But like, maybe every other day. But it's never three days. People really were perse- perseverating on this three day thing, and I was like, it's hyperbole. It's exaggeration. We are making a joke. No one is right. is going three days without. Well, showering. and they and it's only in our culture do you have to shower every fucking day. Like, you don't have to right. shower. I, I you mean, don't. I, if I'm sitting on my couch all day watching Netflix what have I done yes. what do what have I done that I yes. need to shower yes I have not no so that's I might need saying. to so wipe might, away the have... Dorito crumbs but that's all that's all other than that it's okay no it's true what one woman was very upset and she's like yeah but what about your vagina and I was like what about Why, it? are you planning on going down there right yeah don't worry about it yeah it's fine right no unless you're planning on going down there it's fine I'll yeah. take care of it I got it it's yeah. clean it's yeah. good it's all good so three days <laughs> That's that's the limit that people are very upset about with the showering. Yeah, well, 
Uh, I think we should end on the vagina note. <laughs> it's a good one. So Sorry. Let's stop worrying about each other's vaginas, okay? That's it. That's Unless it. you're going to be near mine, don't worry about it. That's it. Focus on your own vagina. Yes. Thank you, everyone, with your own vagina. Uh, well, thanks for coming today. Thank you so much for having me. Right, tell everybody where they can find you because everyone needs modern mom problems in their life. Everybody needs Tara in their life. And um, you are, I, I always look to you as sort of like a role model on Instagram. I do since I, you know, and you were one of the, we all talk about uh, when, when we're first starting out on Instagram, you hope as a, you know, as a smaller seed you know, that someone's going to help you and lift you up and everything. And you really always do that for other people. Um, and you, you talk the talk and you walk the walk. So Aww, I you make my heart so happy. Dan. Well, Thank you so true. much. Okay. So tell us where. All right. So hi, my name is Tara. <laughs> <laughs> you could find me on modern mom probs on Instagram and also modern mom probs on Facebook as well. But I really focus more on Instagram than Facebook. And you've been on some podcasts and everything. I have been. Yeah. I've been on a few. But All this right. is my favorite. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, we, we, you're going to come back, too. We're going yes. to talk more about, um, like, introvert, extrovert stuff and everything. We have a yes. whole regimen going on. Yes, we All do. All right. So thanks for coming. We're going to go eat our sushi now. Yes, I can't wait. Yep. All right. Well, everyone, uh, please, if you haven't, go wait, rate and review. Go look for Tara at Modern Mom Problems and Marriage and Martinis on Instagram. We always share each other's stuff. And um, let's, you know, all just let's go out there. Like Ellen says, let's be kind to one another and let's support each other and lift each other up. Absolutely. All right. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com